Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode 32, Spinning Out of Control. Thank you for joining me today for this new episode of my podcast. You can find my podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean, and any other places that you look for to listen to your podcast. You can go to my website at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can also go to my blog at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. My podcast evolved out of the pandemic. I was a therapist, a recreational therapist, and I worked in psychiatric facilities for many years, dealing with all different kinds of populations. I then became a stay-at-home mom and worked part-time, and then eventually just a stay-at-home mom. During the pandemic, something sparked in me. When I went to college at the University of Florida, I started out as a journalism student and then graduated and changed colleges to the recreational therapy department. Over the time of the pandemic, I believe my two interests kind of emerged and the journalism aspect of me and the therapist aspect of me combined and created this podcast. This podcast was started out of frustration, anxiety, uncertainty, love and caring for those that are in my life and for those that listen who I don't know personally. I took the idea because I had people in my life over the years who said I had a skill that wasn't being utilized, a skill to tap into people's feelings and people's emotions and what they were going through. And so as I was home, when we were all quarantined in the beginning, I had so many thoughts and ideas going through my head that I wanted to share with the world. Things I've learned throughout my life, things I learned and experienced while working in the psychiatric facilities and outpatient facilities, and things that I just experienced with friends and family. All these ideas came rushing to my head. And so this podcast evolved. In the beginning of the podcast, when I started, it was kind of set up as if I was doing, meeting with people and teaching them ways to cope. The main topic that a recreational therapist focuses on is ways to cope in your leisure lifestyle, in your working life, in your family life, in any other aspects socially, in your physical life. And as recreational therapists, we encourage you to find the coping skills to deal with different things that will take place in the ebbs and flows of our life. And so while I started this podcast with giving ideas of ways to cope the way I would when I would meet with people and talk about how you handle specific situations or how you deal with anxiety or psychosis or bipolar disorder, or or major depression, or just your funk that people get into, or your daily anxiety from life, just life. 
But then as the pandemic continued, I realized that my podcast had to morph into something a little bit different. Not losing sight of why I started, wide open spaces with Elise, what does that mean? We all have these spaces inside of us that are there that we don't fill. How can we fill those spaces with positive, healthy ideas and things that we can do and incorporate in our lives? And so that's why I named it Wide Open Spaces because there's wide open spaces in our world, in our social arena, in our families, and within our own selves. And as I am now on episode 32, I started at the end of last May. We're now in January of 2021. I realized that my podcast has to incorporate also a different direction, which started with the pandemic, a world out of control, a world not knowing how to deal with this virus, people just feeling like they've been cut off from the world. So a lot of my talks would be about, how am I dealing with this? How are you dealing with this? And then we had all these different types of political things going on, which created uncertainty and communication problems between friends and loved ones. And we've discussed that here on this podcast many times, actually, because I've noticed, and I'm sure you've all noticed, social media and in amongst your friends and amongst your family, there's discourse because of political beliefs. How did we get there to the point where it ends relationships? And then in my last podcast, episode 31, it was Hello 2021. But it wasn't as optimistic as that sounded. It talked about this letdown, this excitement of letting go of 2020. And here came 2021. And like it was going to be magic. That things were just going to change. We all knew deep down inside that wasn't true. But somewhere inside of us, we expected this little something of change, of difference. And so I talked about that last week and I gave you ideas of how to find new ways to start out your new year to help you cope because pandemic is still here. We thought it would be gone when this started happening. Exactly a year ago, we started hearing about the quote unquote Wuhan virus, which became COVID-19, which became a pandemic. So we're still dealing with that. That didn't change. The world didn't change. And I, as you see, my podcasts are published every Wednesday. Well, I published my podcast last week and something happened. Something tragic, something unbelievable happened in the United States of America. Now, I don't want to talk politics here. I am a very political person, but I will not impose that upon you. If you can figure out which way I lean based on the way I talk, well, so be it. But I will try to stay as neutral as possible. 
in this podcast. This is not about politics. So I was sitting in front of the TV with my children and the news was on because there was a vote on the Electoral College. It's something that's been going on for over 200 years and I was watching it with my children. It was a historic event and something began to unfold. The hub of the United States of America, the capital of the United States, was overtaken. But I sat there and I watched this with my two daughters in disbelief, not quite absorbing what was happening. I mean, we were watching it, but it almost didn't feel real. We began literally screaming at the TV, where's the police? Where's the armed forces? We couldn't understand how these people were going inside the people's house. Not walking inside, but pushing inside. And we've seen to this date lots of videos. You've all seen it. Whatever side you may be on, there was violence, period. Whatever side you choose to be on, violence is never okay. You can get your points across without violence. Haven't we learned that throughout history? Where does violence get us? So I sit there with my two daughters, one who's an adult, one who's almost 16 years old. I can't keep it from them. They're adults. They're going to see this. This is reality. And we just sat there for the rest of the night, staring listening in disbelief, slowly hearing that people had lost their lives in this event, and that our capital of the United States was defaced. So why am I talking about that with you here on Wide Open Spaces with Elise? Because part of mental health is security. Part of our stability of our mental health is to feel safe. When the pandemic started, did you feel safe? No, I didn't feel safe. I felt scared. I felt somewhat paranoid that if I got too close to someone, if they weren't wearing a mask, if they touched their face and then they put their mask back on, what were they touching? What were they doing? I didn't feel safe. My family didn't feel safe. My friends didn't feel safe. Watching social media, you could see how unsafe people felt. And we were scared because we lose control. There are things that happen in our life. Someone passing on is something we can't control. Divorce in a family is a tragic event that makes a family feel out of control. The loss of a job can make you feel out of control. The loss of a relationship can make you feel like your life's out of control. We always, as humans, will experience things that will make our lives spin out of control. But eventually, through our coping skills, we gain control. 
when you're going through a divorce in the beginning, it's traumatic, it's upsetting. But as time moves on, you adapt to your new world and you create a new life for yourself and you begin to cope and that spinning out of control slowly dissipates. But when your country is out of control, how are you supposed to feel secure? And it's my perception and looking into the immediate future, those of us who do suffer from mental health issues, who have lived through tragic things and have PTSD, this is making you spin out of control. Because this isn't just your little world bubble that's spinning out of control. This is your country that's spinning out of control. And if there's ever been one thing living in the United States of America that I can say growing up here, is it didn't matter whether it was a Republican or a Democrat who was president. I always felt like our government was in control. That no matter what, there was that stability. Even if I didn't agree with their choices or their legislation, there was that stability. But watching this last Wednesday after I just completed a podcast about that New Year's funk, it wasn't just my world spinning out of control. It was every American citizen's world, no matter whether you believed it should happen or not happen, you still were watching this hub of American society being defaced, being overtaken, hearing things being chanted by not everyone. There were people who didn't go there to do harm or to deface or to riot. They were there to stand up for their beliefs. I've marched before. I've marched on Washington for March for Our Lives, for gun safety. There were people there who went there for that reason. And then there was another set of people. And to watch this, our, in this past week, this country has been out of control. How are you coping? Are you not phased by it? Good for you. If that's where you are, I have friends who have the strength to not watch the news, to not read things on social media or the newspaper. They put up a wall for it. Good for them if they can do that. For me, because I've always been this politically active person, it's kind of hard for me to do that. And I've just grown up with always having the news in my life. So even if I'm not somebody who would sit for hours. It, I watch it at least 30 minutes a day, even if it's a busy day, a night before I go to bed. So I'm not so fortunate like some people who can just turn it off. And I say kudos to you. But if you're more like me, where you feel sad, I've talked to so many people in the past week who cried, who feel disillusioned, who are horrified by the things that they heard being chanted. How are you coping? Are you coping? Has your anxieties levels gone up? Are you isolating more and feeling more depressed? 
Are your mood swings happening more frequently? Are you having irrational thoughts? If these are being exacerbated by what is going on in our country, then it's time for you to separate yourself a little bit from this spinning out of control of our country. We can't not look at it. We can't not watch it. But that doesn't mean we can't cope with it. We feel we need to be informed, but it's taking a toll on our emotionality. So you've got to take time out every day to ground yourself. To ground yourself. What do you do to ground yourself? If you have irrational thoughts, that's very difficult because your brain is going in directions that aren't making sense when you're feeling more stable. You know those thoughts would be irrational. But because the things around you are spinning out of control, it is much harder for you to get those thoughts from spinning out of control. If you're an anxious person and you already have that anxiety thing going on in your chest on a daily basis or not being able to sit still and all this energy, this exacerbates it because there's uncertainty. Uncertainty equals anxiety. So how are you coping? The skill that I've been using is grounding. Grounding means focusing on something that you know is real, that is concrete, that you can get a grasp of right in front of you so that it can put you back into a realistic perspective. When you start to see something and you feel so overwhelmed, you stop, you ground yourself in reality. When we we become so anxious or so depressed, our thoughts become unrealistic at times. They, if you've ever heard the term, get away from us, your thoughts are getting away from you. That's kind of where that came from where we have irrational thoughts. If you're an example, if you're somebody who suffered from an illness that could possibly have taken your life at one time, this created a domino effect for you. And in times of uncertainty and feeling like you're spinning out of control, you may start to feel like every little pain, every little ache is you're gonna die from it. It's, it becomes a thought that's so unrealistic and so out of control, and you know that, but because you don't have a grasp, that you're not grounded, those thoughts are just coming through and making you think irrationally. So let me give you a grounding tip. You may have seen this even in TV and movies, this particular grounding tip. I even saw it on one of the housewives reality show of one of the housewives helping another housewife get grounded during a panic attack. It's, It's very simplistic. It doesn't require any major skills other saying other than saying to yourself, I need to ground myself right now. If I don't, I'm going to decompensate. So here's how you ground yourself. When the world around you is spinning out of control, 
And you know that if you don't stop, focus on reality, that you're going to start to spin out of control. So in that moment of grounding, you breathe. You breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. And you breathe in through the nose and you breathe out through the nose. What does the breathing do? Besides the fact that it's circulating oxygen very quickly to your brain cells, it also helps you start to release some of those endorphins and serotonin levels. It sends a message, a subliminal message, and a physical message to our body, to our brain, to slow, to calm. And a lot of people don't realize what a almost magic tool breathing can do for you. I have been in recent anxiety situations where I just needed five minutes to focus on my breathing and I felt like a different person afterwards. So in grounding, you start out with this breathing technique. Do it for as long as you can until you know you can start to focus on other things. First thing is look around you. Pick one object. What do you see? Focus on that object. Is it a tree in front of you? Focus on the bark. Focus on the cover color. Look at the roots going down into the ground. Look at the branches and the leaves reaching up for the sky and the colors of the leaves, depending on what time of year it is. Are they green? Are they deep green? Are they starting to turn orange and red or brown? Focus on this, this object, this piece of nature, this tree. You can pick anything that's in front of you in a room. It can be a pen on the table, but analyze and focus on that pen. Next, you go to what do you hear? Pick up on the first thing that you hear. I hear people talking in the distance. Focus on their conversation. Can you eavesdrop? Listen to the voices and the sounds and how they incline and they decline the sounds of their voices. Next, what's in front of you that you can touch? Is it the desktop that you're sitting at? Put your hands on it. Rub your hands on it. It's smooth. It's cool. Do you smell anything? What do you smell? What is your first smell around you? If you're outside, is it a smell of nature? Is there a foul smell? What is the smell around you? Maybe you have a nice bouquet of flowers sitting in front of you. Focus on that smell. Even if it's a foul smell, focus on it. And lastly, focus where you're sitting or standing. Focus on your bottom being firmly sitting on that chair, that surface. Or focus on your feet being implanted in the ground. 
and look around you at what you've just seen and heard and smelled and felt and take it in and then breathe in again through the nose and out and in and out. Now as I timed this grounding of me talking about grounding with you, it took about five minutes. Guarantee scientific studies have proven that taking this stop, this stop time in your life when you are feeling like things are spinning out of control to ground yourself. You are grounding yourself by putting yourself in reality. The tree we talked about that's sitting right in front of you. The table that your hands are on top of. It's real. It's concrete. The sounds you're hearing. The smells you're feeling. And the concreteness of where you're sitting. What is supporting your body? Are your feet firmly planted on the ground? This is grounding. This is bringing your physical body and your thought process back to reality. Getting away from those fringe thoughts that aren't realistic. Getting away from those feelings of that anxiety in your trust. Making you come out of that depressive, I want to just hide away feeling because now you're becoming in touch with your surroundings. Try this grounding technique. I can't help with what's going on in our country and the world. We can't stop it. Someone will stop it. Groups will stop it. Government will stop it eventually. But until then, it's just another thing that's been added to our repertoire of uncertainty in the past year beyond the normal uncertainties of, again, someone passing away, a divorce in the family, losing a job, and other things that, health issues, that we feel like our lives are spinning out of control. But yet, we're involved in that, and we're working on that. This thing that's going on in our country is something that is really out of our control. And so, we need to gain control and not let that control us. It's there. It's happening. We can't be in denial but we also cannot let it take control by grounding ourselves. So try this grounding technique. Try to breathe a lot. Try not to let this take control of you. We've got a little of a bumpy ride ahead, but we can all get through it together. And as I said, my podcast has gone in different directions and I've adapted and we all need to adapt. Just as like my podcast is adapted to things that are going on in the world, as individuals, we need to adapt. And that's what Wide Open Spaces with Elise is all about. Finding ways to adapt, finding new things to help us cope, or just finding new leisure things to enlighten and brighten our lives. On this last note, I would like to take a personal moment to... Honor a friend of mine who passed away. This was a friend of mine that I grew up with. She was my next door neighbor. Like most people, you lose contact over the years. 
But all the negative things about social media, there's also beauty about social media where you can reconnect with these people. And I reconnected with Jeannie Wells Reagan a couple of years ago. She lived in Seattle, Washington. Jeannie was somebody that I have so many fond childhood memories with that when I think of her, it just brings a smile to my face. She was an avid podcast listener of my podcast and reached out to me many times about how certain topics I talked about helped her. She was a person who struggled in her life. She had her demons and she tried so hard to fight her demons. It is unknown from what she passed away from at this time, but I wanted to dedicate this podcast to Jeannie Wells Reagan, my childhood friend. May you rest in peace and may your memory always be a blessing. Thank you for listening to Wide Open Spaces with Elise today. Go to my podcasts, my blog, my website, and always remember, positive strength creates positive energy. And go out there and explore all the wide open spaces in your world. Until next week, my friends, ciao.